0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, thanks for listening. I love music of nearly all kinds, but I really love hip-hop differently. As a teen and then a young adult in the late 1980s and early 1990s, it was hip-hop that spoke the loudest and most rhythmic truths to my generation of black Americans. And it has grown in so many important ways since then. It still speaks to me differently than any other art form. But here's something I have struggled with for maybe about 30 years. What to do about the misogyny and the homophobia that have divined elements of hip-hop since the beginning. And here we're not just talking about lyrics, we're also talking about the business itself and the way it interacts with those issues. They have always made hip-hop something of a guilty pleasure for me. But is that changing? Are we seeing a new era of the relationship between hip-hop and women, hip-hop and members of the LGBTQ community? And if so, is it changing fast enough, and is it changing in a way that changes the core of the culture and the art form? That's where we want to continue the conversation here on Detroit Today. And joining us to talk more about these issues is Piper Carter. She is a community organizer and founder of We Found Hip Hop, an organizer and presenter of Culture as Capital, an event that touches on some of these questions Sunday at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African-American history right here in Detroit. Piper, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so honored to be here with you. Yes, it's I'm always such a fan. great to see you. Yes,
0: yeah. I usually have you on television on American Black Journal. Yes, but, we uh, love that show. But it's great to have you here on radio as well. Uh, also with us is Brianna Younger. She is a music writer for The New Yorker. She wrote an article in December of 2018 that was titled, Is Rap Finally Ready to Embrace Its Women? Brianna, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. Uh, so let's start with just the basic question. What's the state of hip-hop right now with regard to women? We are seeing, I think, uh, a, a shift in the way that the art form recognizes women Uh, there are there are more women uh, that I know of uh, coming forward as uh, as uh, big names in in hip-hop than maybe at any other time but I'm very curious about uh, both of your takes on that Piper I will start with you
1: yeah so I would say um, there's the industry of music and then there's the culture of hip-hop and so within the culture of hip-hop is a global culture Um, There are a lot of artists globally who make all kinds of art, music, dance, film around the world and are and are um, accepted and accessible. And so there's that world that exists of, um, you know, professional artistry. And then there's like the very narrow world um, that we see in the States, which is specifically the commercial Music industry as a business, and so um, there are, there have always been lots of women thriving in. In both worlds, actually, Mm -hmm. you know, behind the scenes, especially uh, if we're talking, you know, uh, record label executives and managers and this kind of, you know, aspect of uh, music and hip hop. um, As far as like it was being in front globally, um, that other world, you know, it's completely always challenged um, these questions of, you know, patriarchy, misogyny and just, you know, really blasted that out of the water. And so you'll see lots of women who are thriving in that space. But um, most recently, um, we are seeing a little bit of traction in the the music industry with your cardi b with your Nicki minaj um and and then you know Drezy, and there are some other you know younger artists that are coming up so um so yeah i think hopefully um because of the internet that everyone says they hate mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know it, it it does have the ability to be able to um allow the 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 listener, or the purchaser, or the consumer, or the fan, to make their own decisions, and so um, the democratizing of information is actually a great thing for the artistry. Hmm. So I'll say that. Yeah. People are be able to make better choices. Right. Right. You know,
0: um, uh, Brianna, I, I want to read a quick uh, excerpt from your article. Uh, you said hip hop is a mirror, reflecting and often magnifying larger cultural failings, while well, Me Too and Times Up call for opportunity and accountability, rap doesn't seem to be fully listening. Support for black women in particular remains a perpetual blind spot and one that especially stings in this moment as known abusers continue to be rewarded with praise and platforms. Uh, you'd take there a dimmer view of the current state <laughs> of hip-hop with uh, with regard to misogyny.
2: Um, I mean, I just think that there's, there's always been an, an abundance of women rapping, for sure. But in this moment, as, you know, these things have come to light, we're not seeing the response that, like, well, maybe we should look to these women and really give them a platform and really give them money and give them support instead of men who, you know, abuse women in whatever fashion and they still get, you know, headlining spots, they still get, you know, cultural capital... They still get streams, chart placement, features. And, you know, it should be the opposite. It should be if you harm women or anyone, really, you, you, you should get sort of locked out. And in your place should come someone from the community that you have harmed. And I would like to see hip-hop kind of come to that level of accountability, come to that level of equity. And it's just, it's just been a slow process, but hopefully... You know, we're we're making some some leeway here.
0: Hmm. So, so I wonder though, what you make of uh, of the substance of hip hop itself and the ways in which misogyny, in particular, ha- have been ab- embraced historically uh, in lyrics, in particular, um, and and how that muddies the picture of what you're, I guess, asking to have happen that that. It's a culture, uh, it's an art form that has permitted a lot of, of these things for a very long time. Even, as I say, you know, as a guilty pleasure, as some, as, as, you know, some people might say, look, that's inappropriate, but we still buy the records, we still go to the concerts. Um, uh, talk about the ways in which that makes it more difficult to have uh, uh, the, the kind of consequences you're talking about Uh, Meet out in 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 the genre.
2: I mean, I don't think you know it's a it's a hip hop exclusive, the misogyny or any of that. And so I think it's just the same the same way we wouldn't expect women to be locked out of rock music or Mm -hmm. pop music or Mm -hmm. any other genre. They shouldn't be locked out of hip hop. It's the it's just the larger um, societal attitude in terms of misogyny and patriarchy that says that women across the board are always less qualified and don't deserve the space. And so I feel like even though the content is what it is, it's the content of our, our society at large. And so the same, you know, it's the same uphill battle that women face in the workplace, whether it's, you know, a fortune 500 company Mm -hmm. or it's, you know, death jam. Mm.
0: Uh, uh, Piper talk about the ways in which uh, women, Fight and fight successfully for their representation in in hip hop.
1: I will say um, that's an ongoing fight. Much of it is very silent, meaning um, uh, you're punished for even mentioning that uh, certain issues exist, right? Like if you're black, you're punished. If you mention that you're suffering from racism at your job, you, you'll you be seen as, you know, you're making this whole thing up. You know, you're a troublemaker. You don't know what you're talking about. And then they'll, you know, try to uh, look at your work performance and then make, you know, uh, you know, sabotage you to, to, to get you out so that they don't have to deal with, you know, having those conversations or rooting out the people who are doing these actions or, you know, giving you any sort of restitution or just like, acknowledging or giving you an apology and so on the corporate level um just like we see with the you know with the me too movement um you know many of the women are like you know what i'm going to just forsake this path that i've been on for my my career for the sake of speaking out about these things that actually need to change within the industry itself so we need to change the system we need to call these things out and so um Many of the strides are at the expense of all of the work that, you know, women have been doing to so-called climb. You know, they just have to make a decision that, um, you know, maybe that maybe I won't be able to get this job or maybe that job. Now, in the independent space, um, a lot of these um, infractions, many times um, people just stay silent because they're trying to get their music out there. They're trying to climb in the same way, but because they're not so-called um dare I say, protected by a system, like as if um, a person that works in a corporate space, you know, that, that's their reputation. So then that it's easy to get blackballed as being, you know, th- the same things, you know, we don't want to work with this person. And so um, as myself, I am one of the Detroit Mute R. Kelly um, organizers. Mm. And I can tell you through doing that work, A lot of the challenges, um, surprisingly, that I had faced um, were uh, coming up against the women who had internalized misogyny, internalized patriarchy, who were um, sending us attacks. Uh, You know, we had um, death threats. We had rape threats because um, people were just either unwilling or unable to recognize that Something this nefarious was actually on the onus of the abuser, and they were looking at the 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 women and then saying things like, "Oh well, you know, look at her character, look at how she's dressed, look at who she is, and she's asking for this." And and you know, so we're just seeing you know a lot of victim blaming. So like, to both of your points it's a it's a it's going to have to be a shift of the hearts and minds of the people in general which music can do so having different content creates different context and so yeah we we have to push so that we are able to hear better messages from everyone right from we want to hear guys talk about how you know they they love women and we want to hear women talk about how you know they were, you know, love themselves, right? So we need more of that type of messaging. And yeah, so that's one end of it. But then systemically, we really need to look at, you know, what are the ways in which we can, um, Impact those systems to be able to have people be believed, to have people be able to report things without any sort of um, infraction, you know, like coming against them for even reporting. Like, what are safe ways in which people could report their boss? Uh, you know, like there's, there's just all these systemic things that need to happen, and that's not just hip hop, right? That's across the board, you know, as Brianna was saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brianna, in your article, you you also note. Uh, the rise of uh, many uh, female rappers at this point who I would say uh, probably couldn't have been as successful ten or twenty years ago. Um, and I wonder if you feel like the expectations for female hip hop artists have changed and maybe uh, maybe for the better, uh, but whether that change is is responsible for uh, the rise of someone like Cardi B for instance who i think is a, a really interesting um mix of you know uh, absolutely pro feminist kinds of uh, sentiment but also she indulges some of the old school uh, stereotypes and and things like that about about women and and sex and 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 culture um is it that we is it that we are thinking about this differently or is it that uh, consumers are thinking about this differently that's driving those changes
2: um i think it's what was, what we touched on earlier with you know the internet and that sort of democratization cardi was a marketing master organically very early on in terms of her use of social media and so she kind of for lack of a better word sold herself um <laughs> Or rather endeared herself mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. fans on the internet. And so it was kind of just this undeniable charisma that really, I, I would say, you know, boosted Cardi. And she, you know, she, she has a very clear artistic lineage in, in terms of like what she stands for and what her aesthetic is. You know, if we will say start at Little Kim, then we move to Nicki Minaj and then we move to Cardi. Well, what will be interesting though, in terms of, you know, seeing a shift in the standards is, someone like Rico Nasty who's more like punk or someone like uh, a no name can 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 reach that level of superstardom because then then we're talking about, you know, a different a different aesthetic, a different a different way of being for representing the women of hip hop. Hmm. So I think Cardi isn't so much, you know, an exception as she was just, you know, the right person at the right time who really used social media to
0: become a superstar Hmm. Uh, this is detroit today on 101.9 wdet i'm stephen henderson and as always i'm glad you've joined us my guests are piper carter a community organizer and founder of we found hip hop Uh, and also with us is brianna younger she's a music writer for the new yorker she wrote an article in december uh, of 2018 titled is rap finally ready to embrace it's women. We're talking about the role of misogyny and uh, other kinds of discrimination in hip-hop. Give us a call and tell us, are you a fan of hip-hop? Why or why not? Does the misogyny and or homophobia in the lyrics, in the culture, in the business, does it bother you or factor into your personal fandom? When it comes to representation in hip-hop, are we in a better place today than we were 20 or 30 years ago. And who are some of your favorite women or LGBTQ hip hop artists and why? Uh, As always, the number on the phones is 313 577 1019. That's 313 577 1019. Uh, You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag DetroitToday and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Matthew in Detroit. Matthew. Welcome to Detroit Today.
3: Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. First, I just wanted to say how overjoyed I was to hear Piper Carter on the show this morning. Um, Anyone who has the opportunity to be in or share space with her is very, very (laughs) fortunate, and it's really nice to hear her voice.
0: (laughs) Well, we appreciate that, Matthew.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Matthew.
3: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. So my background is uh, hardcore punk, and we're actually having a lot of the same or similar conversations around issues of gender, LGBTQ issues, or uh, people, also race issues. And my um, question, and I've loved hip-hop for years, is what do both of you see as sort of the difference between the corporate and commercial side of hip-hop and the more independent scenes? Uh, Around these issues that you're discussing, particularly around uh, sexism and and male supremacy and also the role of women generally. Hmm. And so sometimes I do see some differences and sometimes I see these oppressions still showing up in kind of independent DIY communities, too. Hmm. And I just wondered what their take, uh, what your take is on that question. Thank you so
0: much. Matthew, great question. I appreciate the call. Uh, Brianna, you you, you addressed some of this in, in, in your article.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think you know you. When you're talking about the the indie sphere, to whatever extent it, it is indie, um, I I think you do see more women who are getting more opportunity, who are being embraced and and getting you know the looks that they need to to be able to excel. But at the end of the day, I you know the the well is poisoned, and in this case, the well is society, and that well is eating every facet that you can imagine. So. You know, you're, it's still an uphill battle, um, but I do think in DIY spaces and indie spaces, women do have bigger voices. Women are getting better support, but it's still not,
1: you know, hmm. it's, it's far from, you know, equality or equity. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Piper?
1: So, um, well, great question, and I would say one thing um, that we see just, super presently is the fact that WDT and Stephen Henderson are having this conversation right now in 2019 mm-hmm. and that this is a conversation that um, has, you know, been bubbling in, you know, mainstream media, but even just looking at um, the, the, the ways in which the conversation is able to just be had, mm-hmm. right? That's the difficult part is that um, a lot of times, um, I'll, I'll speak from... Um, I'll say from the perspective of a person who has been uh, in the position to be harmed or in the position to, you know, be afraid to speak out, you know, uh, m- much of the people who uh, who take out these actions are able to continue to do so because, you know, of the level of shame that that a person has. Right. With regard to even speaking on an issue or the level of shame that they're That is put upon them by the people that are around them. So that happens both in the commercial sphere as well as the indie sphere. I actually um, owned an independent music space here in the city. And we had a no misogyny open mic that lasted for five years. We did the best we could to create a space that promoted this culture of um, uplifting women and listening to women and you know equity and even within that very intentional space that we had we still were battling with the men and women and and folks in that space who were you know just ingrained like brown has said who are tainted by this well of you know internalized misogyny internalized patriarchy and so you know it's fighting with people to not play certain music fighting with people to not say certain things when they're in the open mic, you know, fighting with people to, you know, <laughs> just have a conversation about this is a culture that we're creating. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, and and not just, hey, you know, we want to pack the place out because this is what people want to hear. You know, let's create a culture. And now I can say many of the young people who were in that space that were children at the time, I'm, I'm calling teenagers children, mm-hmm. they were teens at the time, are now in their 20s, and they are doing their own open mics around the city, and the are young men and young women. And you know what? One of the foundations of the events that they're doing, they do not allow misogyny. They do not allow misogyny in those spaces. So it's just, you know, um, I would say there's a little bit I don't want to say easier there's a little bit more um access to what we would say like have a touch on a person in a local space to say you know hey we want to change this thing there's not a board there's not a whole you know this whole structure that we have to get through to get permission to get something on a playlist to get approved to then you know so so they don't have that in the indie space but what we do have is a lot of people who you know embody misogyny you know what I mean that 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 would like block things and so that's 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 really like the the difference is that the hurdles are just a little different.
0: Okay. All right, uh, we're going to continue this conversation uh, In a minute Uh, We're going to keep Piper Carter But I want to thank Brianna Younger Music writer for The New Yorker for joining us Uh, Next we're going to talk a little more About LGBTQ And its relationship To hip hop and the culture Uh, Stay with us and stay with us on the phones 313-577-1019 Is the number We'll be right back with more Detroit Today Right today one 101.9 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining. We are talking about hip-hop and the way the art form relates to uh, women, the way the art form relates mm. to the LGBTQ community. Uh, Piper Carter is with us. She's a community organizer and founder of We Found Hip-Hop. Uh, now also joining us is Elsie Swan, uh, whose artist name is Boog Brown. Uh, she's a Detroit-based independent artist. Rapper, uh, Elsie, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Yeah. So I I, want to give you a chance to talk about uh, the state of hip-hop with regard to members of the LGBTQ community. Uh, This is also a strained relationship. Historically, there are all kinds of things that uh, have happened in lyrics and, of course, on the business side that add to that strain. Where are we now? Hmm. (laughs) I think we're
4: (laughs) if we're honest, uh, which we must be, you know. We have to recognize that there's so much trauma with us. You know, hip hop started in in such a, a way that it was uh, for social commentary for oppressed people, and so oppressed people have trauma and they hold it and they uh, they lash out at each other. And most oftentimes, it's the women and the people that identify as women that catch the brunt of that. Mm. And uh, since we're being honest, you know, we're we're shedding a lot of that trauma. I mean, everyone wants it to be like a all together now one time thing but it's a process like most things are so uh I think we're actually being honest about the process and walking in that way I know I choose to that and that's all I can really focus on in my day you know what I mean I can't you know police people's thoughts and (laughs) actions and all that stuff I mean that you know I understand the necessity to have structure but I also understand the necessity to be honest and truthful and kind in my heart and make my actions work you know what I mean like be an ally, be an advocate, like, be smart, be clear, be present, you know?
0: And and you're one of the performers uh, this Sunday at the Culture as Capital event that uh, that's happening at the Charles H. Wright Museum. Uh, talk about how events like that move us in the right direction.
4: It's so necessary because... Uh, you know, everything kind of everything kind of starts with a woman. No, I don't mean kind of. I mean everything starts with a woman. You know what I mean? So life does. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you know, let's think about gestation here. You know, we're we're talking about every person that you look at came from a woman. Everything you look at, so the ideas that came from said child, all of that comes from a woman. So why are we not celebrating? Of course, we need to celebrate that. We need to value this. in hip hop. A lot of times women have been devalued or reduced to a certain value or characteristic. And it's annoying, but it's like now I feel people are standing and saying what it is. You know, you have to put a name to it. You have to call it by its name in order to attack it and or not even attack it, but to correct it. You know,
0: Yeah. Uh, Piper, unfortunately, we only have about uh, 30 seconds left, but I want to give you a chance to talk. More about this event uh, on Sunday at the at the Wright Museum, Culture as Capital. Okay, so everyone
1: Mm. has to come. Uh, (laughs) And um, so we'll just say from one to two, we have a great DJ, um, part of All Women um, DJ Collective, Seraphine Collective. Her name is DJ Hainso. Um, Two o'clock, I'm showing about 20 minutes of a documentary film that I'm working on that I Uh, is about us and our work, Detroit Women in Hip Hop. Um, 2.30, we have Drs. Kelly Hay and Rebecca Ferrugia from Oakland University that will be speaking on the work that they've been doing, researching us and our work since 2012. That's going to be in a book that's going to be peer-reviewed by Jeff Chang that's coming out later this year. And um, I'll have a conversation with them about what it's like to be white women coming into community and researching, you know, uh, black women, how to do that authentically and not be a colonizer. And at three o'clock, we're going to have a concert with our all woman band, which is so amazing, <laughs> headlined by our illustrious Boog Brown yeah. and a plethora of great women Joy Tiffany, um, Frankie P., um, Dorothea Enrique. Um, Alice Princess, Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, wow. Wow. and so it's just going to be amazing and then we have a, a small reception from 5 until 6 yeah. so thank you to the Charles H. Wright Museum and the Department of Education and Charles Charles Farrell for believing in us and our vision and believing in women and we will see you this Sunday, March 3rd yes. it's only 10 bucks <laughs> that's, only a, ten that's a good deal yes, that's a great yes, yes. deal that's almost free that's right <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> okay Piper Carter community organizer and founder of We Found Hip Hop and Elsie Swan also known as Boog Brown Detroit based independent rapper thanks both of you for being here. Thank you. And Thank Book you. Brown we will have to have you back to talk more Absolutely. about your Let's art. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's going to do it for me this week. I will be back on Monday. I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, the community service of Wayne State University. i will talk with you on Monday.